In this episode of Josh Reads Other People's Published Poetry, I'm going to read Maps and Cavities by Jill Jones from her new collection of poems, Viva the Real. Maps and Cavities Something crackles under my left heel, the green floor, the white dust. Weeds ferment. I'm stumbling on autopilot. All my artifacts are wrapped in decisions. My headache splashes out. The afternoon shadow on the fence is dependable. The sky is busy. There are cavities for the wind. Music doesn't always make it right. Sometimes the ground shakes slightly as though my feet shiver. It's a racket. The earth, what did we do when it was quiet? It has never been quiet. Order of chaos makes syllables sweet. There are marks all over the water. There's water all over the water. Pain is an all-day thing. Sometimes things improve. Streets crack in the century. Cold lowers onto the square. The yonder is crazy. Look at the stars. Watch birds. Think about old migrations. Fail again. Think about new migrations. Again, walls fill with ardent discussion. Each word loving each word. The present seems to have passed. The pain in my shoulder remains. Planes loop past the moon. Every day something's added to the floor. The hidden rises. Plastic, metal forgotten things blossom. Someone's knocking on the door. There's probably an answer. Neglect archetypes. Make an escape. The air is hissing. Thank you for listening. And on to the commentary for Maps and Cavities by Jill Jones from her new collection of poems, Viva the Real. Um, This poem I read more because of the impression it gives, the images it conjures up when I read it. It doesn't sound like poetry, which I always try and pick poems for this podcast that have that audible quality of, you know, rhythm or rhyme or something that, when you hear it read aloud, is distinguishable from prose. Because if a poem doesn't sound like a poem when you read it out loud, is it really a poem? I'd argue mostly not. But then there are exa- there are obviously exceptions to that rule. There just aren't many exceptions to the rule. Not of good poetry. Visually, when you read Maps and Cavities, the author has used tabs instead of spaces. So some of these lines, not for everything, but there are some lines that are kind of broken in half. And this is kind of, and because there's such a visual gap, when you're reading, reading it, the, the tendency is just to try and read it normally. But you feel like if there is a, if the author has, you know, gotten a little tab happy, that you should maybe pause or linger on a line or linger on an image to kind of audibly represent the way it's put down on the page. What Jill Jones has done that I like is she hasn't gone totally crazy with tabs. You mean, there's some poems you read and there's, you know, it's like one word per line and they've just hit the tab button for days. And there's no, and when it's done well, it's kind of like, yeah, okay, it reads all right. But a lot of the time people have done it because it reads like they've done it because they've seen someone else do it and they're not really sure why but they think it looks cool 
and then it's replicated. And it just kind of sucks when people do that because it's like you haven't put any thought into it. You've just gotten tab happy. What I like about Jill Jones' book so far, I'm about three quarters of the way through it, just sort of taking my time, is there's this wonderful kind of mix of very sort of standard-looking poems, you know, four or five lines to a stanza and very, very obvious and clear stanzas to some of the poems. In fact, a lot of the poems kind of have that clear stanza structure. And then they just look like poems. And then you get these ones like Maps and Cavities, which look like something that you kind of see written sort of post-1940s, 1950s, sort of that, you know, post-World War Two sort of stuff where they were breaking out of that tradition, a very stifled tradition of poetry, or what they thought was stifled tradition of poetry, and realised that there was a quite a large amount of space on the page that wasn't being used. And so they started hitting the tab button, although on a typewriter that's much more difficult. And so what you get with Maps and Cavities, you get the kind of visual poetry on top of how it sounds. So when you're reading this, you sort of linger over certain ideas and images because of the way it's put on the page and the way the stanzas are structured. And when you have one-line stanzas as well, you kind of feel like that is an important thing that should be read slowly and you, know, you shouldn't just immediately rush into the next line. Which I hope, when I've read this, I've kind of got that across in the reading. And I say I hope because I don't actually listen over my recordings of my, me reading my poems. I kind of record it, make sure it's recorded properly, and then that's it, move on to the commentary. I, I can't listen to it, otherwise I would critique it and I'd never publish an episode. It's kind of grandiose calling them episodes, but you get the idea. Anyway, uh, I'm really enjoying this new collection of poems by Jill Jones. Uh, as I slowly make my way through it, I'm just bookmarking poems I want to read on this podcast. Because uh, there's just so many good stories and kind of a few relatable stories, you know, being that this is a collection of Australian poems. And being Australian, it kind of does have that bit more relatability and I kind of know the geographical locations mentioned and sort of that kind of thing. And the language is very familiar, which is always nice. It's a nice change from reading American and British and French poetry and all those other sorts of poetry you read from all other places. That's it for me. Um, if As ever, if you've made it this far through the episode, thank you so much. I appreciate you and thank you for listening.